Welcome, fiends, to Handle Whisker. We are a horror podcast presented by the Slashing Cast Podcast Network, discussing horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. Love has been in the air throughout this February, but we've been exploring terrifying sexual encounters in the genre and you know last week we took a more brutal affair as a woman was the target of a spectral uh sexual assault but this week we're going the opposite end of the spectrum where uh you know we have a little bit more of a consensual experience in the back of a car in it follows uh, so this is a movie about a young woman who is being followed by an unknown supernatural force after a sexual encounter. Uh, and, you know, this is one of, uh, honestly, like, one of the standouts that we have seen in the past 10 years. Probably one of the more hyped up genre releases uh, in that span. And, you know, we were talking about this pre-show, uh, but, you know, after after so long, you know, we have had films recently that have been hyped up so much where everything's getting drummed up everyone gets excited and then it seems like more times than not we're kind of like left uh with this anticipation that just you know our expectations aren't quite met on several occasions but you know it follows was kind of the one to me that was deserving of the hype and you know there are things that work in this movie flawlessly uh and there are some other things that are a little bit disorienting which we'll get into here in just a little bit uh but this is handled with scare i'm your host totally drunk joined as always by my co-hosts holly hooch and john and guys what a month it has been uh and i'm really excited for next month because uh you know <laughs> we probably have one of the more common fears uh for our next month yeah, Fear of Clowns. I'm really excited. I mean, we have a long list of films to choose from. Films? Films? <laughs> to choose from. <laughs> Art to choose from for the next five weeks. Oh, that's a lot of clowns, man. That is five weeks of clowns. That's. Do you think we, we can make it? We can do this. It'll be fun. It'll be really fun. Right? And John, you're going to get the first pick, so you're going to think about that. I feel like the scariest clown movies are those old Barnum and Bailey films of the circus. <laughs> where, where they're like crying behind the scenes. They're like, <laughs> they are, those are horrifying clowns. <laughs> the real ones. The real ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think I might have to agree. Well, <laughs> Today I mean... we're talking about it follows. We're still on sexy month, which wasn't so sexy last week, but it's going back to sexy again this week, which was. Sort of sexy because we were looking at teenagers, so it's really not funny. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about it. Follows. Oh, absolutely. All right, so it follows. Uh... Basically, the the story behind this all stemmed from a recurring nightmare from the writer-director David Robert Mitchell, uh, where, you know, he had this ongoing thing happening where he's being stalked by this predator in his nightmares. Uh, and in this case, the predator would walk slowly towards him. Uh, so, you know, by itself, that may not seem that terrifying. Uh, but, you know... It Follows really shows how this, like, unrelenting type of pursuit uh, from, you know, an unknown force, in this case, can be fairly unsettling. So, this basically goes back to, uh, in some ways, like, the J-horror route, because this is a curse-type movie. So, how does one get it? Air quotes. Uh, well, through sex. And, you know, this is one of the movies that I would say, uh, if you're talking about logic and just character actions or just how things aren't really explained uh, all that much, people like to poke holes at this movie probably more so than any other movie I've seen in probably like the past 20 years. And, you know, it's... I, I understand it, uh, because not everything is, like, laid out in front of you. Uh, but basically, we have Jay, who gets the curse after sleeping with Hugh, uh, who is a guy that she is casually dating at the time. Uh, and after having sex, Hugh basically chloroforms <laughs> Jay, 
uh, and brings her to, like, this discreet location, which is, like, a parking garage, uh, where he kind of, like, explains the curse to her. Uh, and, you know, she's tied up to a chair, and obviously, you know, we're just waiting for it to appear uh, so she can see that it is actually something that is happening. Uh, so it's important to note that while some of the rules are established uh, to a degree for us as the audience, those might not necessarily be completely set in stone. So what we learn from Hugh is that, you know, Jay needs to have sex with someone in order to pass the curse on to another person. Uh, so anyone who is given this curse is able to see this entity appear in. Uh, and the entity walks slowly, uh, but generally always towards like a straight line towards whoever the last person who has it is. Uh, so if it catches you, and this is something that we do get to see happen in the movie, uh, it basically kills you, uh, Futurama-style Death by Snoo Snoo, uh, to a, to a degree, uh, and it will just move down the line very, uh, reminiscent of the way that, uh, death attacks in, like, Final Destination is probably the easiest connection to make, uh, in regards to how this curse works. So, I, I have to say, like, I remember reading about this, obviously, from, like, the festival circuit when it premiered, and I was like, this movie sounds really interesting. And, you know, we've seen a number of different uh, movies that revolve around sex to varying degrees, whether it is, uh, you know, don't have sex, you might die, you know, whether it's getting killed by Ghostface or just getting slaughtered by Jason Voorhees uh, or just contracting some sort of uh, disease like you see in uh, contracted and things like that but i well, thought <laughs> yeah and i i thought the approach to this was very interesting because there are quite a few callbacks and it is very re reminiscent aesthetically to films of the 80s and that includes like the soundtrack that you see or hear because there is a lot of synthwave kind of like produced throughout uh, but but all in all, like it's really hard to pinpoint, uh, you know, where exactly this takes place in regards to what era it should be in, because there are elements of the eighties, there are old televisions, there's modern technology, and in that case, it's one of the more confusing things to kind of like pinpoint with this specific movie. Right, like the uh, something that pops up a lot in the other reviews is the 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 clam e-reader, the the magic clam that's just those girls like reading from and like looking at. It, and you're like, what is that a phone? Like, what the I fuck is she, it? And they text with it, I think. Do they? Thing, I think, what? or maybe she just reads. <laughs> but then, like when she calls people, she uses a landline, mm -hmm. which I can't remember the last time I saw a landline. Tell you the truth, that wasn't like in an office or something. <laughs> oh, and then another interesting thing about uh, sort of. Uh, having this this sort of a not awkward but you can't put your finger on what time it is what year it is you also can't put your finger on what time of year it is and there was another <laughs> reviewer that pointed this out there was another reviewer that pointed this out where in certain scenes they're wearing heavy jackets while they're, where they're going to the theater but then she's in the pool mm -hmm. and then they're at the at the uh the lake beach i guess is what it is mm -hmm. and they're swimming around and then there's pumpkins on the ground you're like what the what time of year is this? <laughs> so I thought that was a really neat, which sort of contributes to the sort of uh, vagueness to the movie, where you re there's and, and not to mention that there's very few adults walking around. So that's it, uh, once you start paying attention to those details, then the movie just gets creepier and, and eerier. And I thought that was really great. It almost has the feel of like a teenage version of Stranger Things, oh, you know, like, but with sex. But with sex, but, it, but it's like that kind of Goonies. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The group of teen kids are gonna solve the, the mystery, you know, Scooby Doo kind of, <laughs> oh, but much more disturbing and dark. Yes. <laughs> Which I think that's is the the thing about the not knowing, you know, when the movie takes place in time, uh, is you know. Uh, I think it's all, it has a very nightmarish and surreal 
feel I didn't know about the fact that it was based on dreams because it definitely feels like mm-hmm. a dream. Uh, the and I think a lot of that, you know, the 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 sort of PDA reader that she uses and everything, it's meant to not, you know, be in a certain time or place. You know, it's just right. It, it, and I'll kind of go into other things about this later as we go on, but it definitely feels like a movie that is not meant to even be grounded in reality almost at all. Like, it's completely yeah. surreal. And the first time I watched it, that kind of went over my head. Because, you know, you're so excited to watch the new movie, this new movie, and you're so focused on the characters and on the action that, you know, it takes a couple of watches to, well, unless you're a hawk. <laughs> it takes a couple of watches to really notice all these different little things that are that are just not quite coming together mm-hmm. that are just um they're too convenient and they're too inconvenient at the same time mm-hmm. so how convenient these kids are like the fucking run of the town by the way <laughs> i don't know about you guys but i was always broke i couldn't go anywhere <laughs> well they had the one friend with the car so that's true and <laughs> yeah. she was dating a 21 year old so that'll do it <laughs> well, that is true and you know it's you know the funny thing is you know you know we 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 talked about how soon, not that long ago. We talked about the unreality that that movie really hones in on. And, you know, this is the only, like, modern movie where I really felt a similar approach. And sure, it's not like the storybook aesthetics uh, that we got in how Uh But, you know, as you mentioned, like, with the weather changing so randomly in just a different fashion that we're seeing we know this is set in detroit and i don't know anyone who's gonna be like oh let me go jump in the pool when it's like 40 fucking degrees outside or even colder than that when they're wearing their heavy winter jackets yeah (laughs) so it's just like opening scene that that was commented too was that the opening scene that the girl's wearing like a a long tank top but then like short shorts and heels and i'm like did you run out of your house dressed like this Okay, now, okay, so wearing shorts in the middle of winter in the Midwest is not uncommon. <laughs> no. I don't know. We're, we're West Coast over here. Yeah, yeah. See, it's, it's like, if, as long as it is above, like, 20 degrees outside or where, where I'm at, there will be someone. There's always that one person in your group that will still be wearing shorts regardless of what time of the year it is, so... <laughs> The well, more you know. Pick that piece of evidence and throw it right out. Yeah, here you wear pants unless it's like 70 or up. <laughs> it's like pants weather when it's 50 or 60. And then when it's 55, I bring out the leather plants. Well, I, I mean, every time I'm in California in like November when I, I usually go, you know, my SoCal friends are complaining about how cold it is when it's like 70 degrees and I'm always giving them a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but um, but I think that's also a cool, like a good aspect of the movie, the kind of dream nightmare aspect where you she's kind of floating in the pool and it has this kind of nice summertime feel, like it's warm and she's mm-hmm. floating in the pool. But then they'll cut to driving down the street and it's all the abandoned right. houses, and so it kind of switches back and forth between this kind of nice idyllic life and then you know this kind of darker grim kind of urban suburban and everything's gray mm, everything's dark and gray and abandoned <laughs> very abandoned town in general that they kind of live in that's not detroit right? i've never been to detroit it's got to look better than that right i think Ari- i mean uh, i think that was <laughs> i didn't know it was detroit i mean i figured you know somewhere but yeah, I didn't know it was filmed in. Uh... I from other. I was watching some other reviews, and I picked it up from there, not from the actual movie. So, what tipped you off to you that it was Detroit? Did they just say it at some point? Um, it's not necessarily that they said it. Um, it was mostly just the the amount of abandoned buildings because it. I mean, Detroit has a very specific aesthetic because there are a lot of abandoned places. But oh, it was also okay. it was also one of the uh, actors that that tipped me off. Uh, which I'll get into because he plays into the entity uh, in the movie. But that's that's something I want to talk about because this is like an alternative-type creature movie. Uh, and, you know, perhaps one of the scarier things about this movie with the entity is that it's, uh, you know, has that unwavering chase about it. 
Not only that, it could also look like anyone. You know, it could be your best friend, it could be your sibling, your parent, or even you, in this case. You know, and at one point, uh, we have Jay who locks herself in her bedroom. And, you know, her siblings, like, hear her, like, because like, she's freaking the fuck out after, like, a window uh, is broken at the house. And, you know, we hear her siblings from the other side of the door. Jay eventually does let them in. Uh, but as her one sister enters the room, we see, like, this very tall man creeping behind him. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that always, like, leads into this is, you know, the, the color aesthetic of red. Which is very common in the genre, uh, where, you know, we do get those glimpses whenever the creature does appear. And, uh, this, this tall man, I'm pretty sure is from Detroit, and he's, like, uh, one half of, like, the world's tallest twins. Uh, and he's, like, seven feet, seven inches tall. Like, this, it's like, his just appearance in this is very unsettling, and just, it's, it's so sudden, too, because you can't really see really into the hallway you know you can just see the silhouette of the one sibling and then it's just darkness beyond that point so it just hits suddenly and it's very effective uh and it's important to note too like jay is the only one in that moment who can actually see what is tracing her because no one else can and they do kind of go into that uh, later on, when they try to make a bit of, uh, it, I wouldn't necessarily say an escape, but just a way for them to uh, have more distance between them and it, in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, you don't have to have that in a horror movie, but it certainly helps where <laughs> there's a huge, what, about a good 15 minutes of disbelief where none of her friends believe her. I mean, they, they know she needs help, they know something happened, but they're like, well, we can't see what you see, so we can't really, you know. Well, we're, we're always going to be stepping all over each other and putting you in dangerous situations because we don't understand the reality mm-hmm. of what's going on. Well, you know, I was okay with that. It's a little cliche, but it works. Mm. And when it works, it works, right? It's not broken. Don't fix it. <laughs> I, I definitely have. So I, I think I've seen this movie three times now. Mm-hmm. And we watched it just recently for this. And it's interesting because it's, it is hard to follow the story. Like, I feel like I understand what's kind of basically going on, but I still don't think I fully get, like, the metaphor. Like, I feel like the the sort of 200-pound gorilla in the, or whatever they call it, the elephant in the room, <laughs> and that everyone talks about is that it's sort of a metaphor for STDs. You know, the... Right. the the creature, but I also heard like um, rape and incest. Like, there's a you know, there's a couple of different theories out there, which I thought but, was pretty neat. But then when I watch it, I feel like it's not that simple. No, <laughs> you know, <'Cause> <laughs> rewatching it again, I watched it completely with the mindset of like, is this is like a metaphor, right? But then it's like it doesn't really work it's, like completely right you, you can't at it quite put your finger on it like you can make us you know you, you can theorize here or there but uh it's really hard to sort of like pin it down and i it had a i had to hear other people say this but apparently a lot of the times like the i mean the uh, the monster at the, that kills somebody is in the form of their parent mm-hmm. and uh and I, I mean it's obvious when the shoot the guy that sleeps with her to help her out dies by Snoozu with his yeah, arm. Re- really had to twist oh, his arm. Oh. Really had to twist his arm, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that one was obvious, but then uh, somebody, uh, well, somebody online had to point out to me that the guy who's throwing appliances at her in the pool—that's her mm-hmm. dad. Yes. And, oh, it is. Yeah. So I didn't pick up on that. I and never then, picked up on that. Yeah, I mean, somebody had to tell me. And then apparently, the old woman in the high school is somebody else's mom as well. Interesting. Uh, I, well, that's the thing, right? You said earlier you don't really see the parents very much. And right. So it's it's like, like, you see them in, in photographs, and people actually went back into the homework and were like, wait, that's him. I got to say, though, like, um, speaking of the parents and, and older people, in the first scene when the one girl is running out in the street, mm-hmm. and then there's that woman who is Caesar. Okay, like, Are you okay? Do you need help? Him? 
She says no once, and that woman immediately goes back to her business and completely ignores what's going on. And it's like, wait, that's, I mean, that feels like a dream, like a nightmare or something, because in real life, you that woman would still be like, okay, there's something obviously crazy going on. But the way that she just immediately was like, <laughs> okay, like, I'm now back to doing my own thing, like a video game. Oh, right, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true, because, like, the whole time, the the girl is, like, slowly backpedaling further and further away from her house as, you know, her neighbor questions if right. she's okay. And then, she like, she gets back to the house and, like, she hops in the car. Like, her dad doesn't even try to fucking stop her, like, at all, you know, during no, this yeah, either. <laughs> It, you know, this movie reminded me a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street. In yeah, that kind of oh, hey. way. You know, the monster is a bit like the Freddy Pretty kind cool, of thing. Yeah. And then the kids and the parents are all kind of neglectful and not around. <laughs> and it did have that. I, that popped into my head in that way, you know, where it's kind of a commentary on the fact that, like, a lot of teenagers are pretty much left to their own devices, you know, in America for the most part and kind yeah. of live their own lives as separate from the adults. How about you guys? Were you guys just completely unsupervised as 16, 17-year-olds? Yeah. Yeah? And had a car and everything? Yeah, I mean, for the most part. <laughs> you guys were cool. I mean, yeah, it was kind of like there was, a, you know, freedom to kind of do whatever that they were. Because, I, you know, most parents are working yeah. in this day and age and everything, and so you're kind of left to your own thing. Yeah, I, uh, my parents worked all the time, too, but I they made it so that it was really difficult for me to do anything. Like, so I never had any money, and um, I didn't get a car until I was uh, 17. But even then, like, when my dad didn't want me going somewhere, he would borrow my car. <laughs> And then just not bring it back. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, I'm supposed to go on this day. She's like, I don't know what happened. What happened? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was, thinking back, that was pretty cool. You know, trying to keep me on the right So you weren't hanging out in abandoned buildings. No. In, hanging out in a wheelchair in an abandoned building. That would have been fun, but I was not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Somebody called it a sexually transmitted, transmitted demon, and I felt like killing somebody. <laughs> That's so annoying, but it is true. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the different theories also going around. Is that, is it a demon? Is it, um, what, it's not, it can't be a ghost. It can't be, a, or maybe it's just an entity. That's, ah, there's a couple of different things that are going on. It does feel very Japanese horror, as <laughs> you were saying, to you. It feels... Like the ring, you know, it's what, where just being exposed to it means you're cursed kind of thing, you know, <clears throat> which, of course, you know, people, as they say, like the, the STD aspect of that kind of thing. But yeah, again, I feel like that's not it because it's like mm. there's so much else going on. There's hints of, um, as, as you said, the of, world's not right already, right? <laughs> But there's hints of, there's multiple references to uh, incest. Right. Like the guy made made fun of the guy for making out with his sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or no, they, it wasn't the girl. It was a girl's the girl said, like, the boy. She, she was like, like you were our first sister. kiss, and then you kissed your sister after. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something else around that, too. And so, there, yeah, that's sort of the... I guess, I mean, and people, you know, you can say kind of great movies. Like, it's one of those things you either hit it or it's hit or miss, where mm -hmm. it's like with a, with a sort of creature like this being so unexplained that either it's good, people are going to be like, screw this, yeah. this sucks, or people are going to talk about it like crazy and like, what is it? Like, what does it mean? What, and you know? I think it worked. I think that everything worked out really nicely in the movie. I think that everyone did a really good job. That scene where um, very early on with the, the girl on the, on the beach and she's been murdered and her legs all up in the air and she's wearing that heel. Like that was a really striking scene. I thought like, Whoa, like that was really well thought out that, that it just really worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does lead you to believe, though, like, how long w had she been, like, running away from the entity in this movie? Because you don't really have a time frame at that point, because you just see her running. 
If she's wearing heels, I'm guessing not a long time. Because <laughs> if that were me, I'd be like, I'm sleeping in my Well, I mean, I mean, more so not like just from that initial standpoint, because she's probably been pursued by this for well before then at that point, too. Maybe she just got tired of running at, at, at that point in time where she just gave in. She's tired of running. Oh, that's sad. You know, there's definitely a, you know, you said, uh, Final Destination. Mm-hmm. There is definitely an alternate universe movie version of this movie of like a Hollywood big budget movie where it's more like Final Destination, where it's it's like the Hollywood version where they were like, we have to explain everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like because I forget the point I was going to make. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> my point, <laughs> but. Well, we, well, <laughs> we're talking about it working. Uh, we're gonna have to. End. Oh, look, we're about how long she's been chased? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. The the lore. That's what I was trying to get around to was kind of the lore mm-hmm. of this creature and how they learn the lore. Mm-hmm. Word well. of mouth. Um... Like they, so yeah. So, so some of the characters really know how this thing works and how to avoid it and what to do. So they don't have like a, a handmade binder they could pull off a bookshelf. I, oh, <laughs> I, I know the binder of the of binder creatures. of STDs. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that guy had it. That guy probably had this creature in his binder for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this one just looks like my mom. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that scene—that was terrifying. I mean, I thought that was uh, like when you actually finally see the death, death by demon or death by entity in the in this movie, which is that dude getting killed by his mom by Snoop Snoop. That was so terrifying, and like the way that she walked up to it. Uh, uh, that Jay walked up to it very slowly, and it was like this weird, eerie glow, otherworldly glow. Oh, oh, oh. I know there's that was a, rough. That was good and rough. Maybe that that must be a real nightmare thing. I can't think of it off the top of my head. The oh, oh, walking towards you. Oh, okay, yeah, that one. But that kind of <laughs> is is scary because you see it in other movies too. Yeah, the slow, well, like, everything like you know, Voorhees and whatnot, right? It's like the slow mm-hmm. walk, but he will catch up. But even like uh, like The Exorcist, when he has the nightmares about his mom and she's kind of walking slowly towards mm. him, it was, the old lady reminded me of that. And also the uh, it also made me think because it's it's that whole monster slow walk thing mm-hmm. of uh, the other Exorcist. I think it's the third one with that great shot with the nun who just walks out and chops like does the scissor chop head off of the person and <laughs> it's just that thing of like the uh it's not necessarily a, like a zombie thing but it's just that thing of someone just walking directly towards you and you don't know why <laughs> like if you're in a city or something and that happens i think it goes back to that well not think it goes back but uh wouldn't it be funny if it went back to uh that whole you know um nightmare world where you can't like a sleep paralysis thing right mm-hmm. where you can't help it even though it's slowly coming at you, you can't so that's, away. i mean i don't know have you guys ever experienced sleep paralysis it's happened to be a couple times it is fucking terrifying it is the worst feeling in the world yeah and uh i mean like i said it's only happened to me like twice in my whole life and it's just that whole like right in between awake and, a, and you can't move your body but your brain's like ready to wake up Oof. that's tough it's brutal. Uh, but yeah, it does. It is very reminiscent, just that slow uh, stalk aspect of it to Night of the Living Dead, because that was one of the bigger uh, inspirations for the writer and director in this. But, you know, I, I have to say, like, I, I remember when this movie came out and I had a lot of questions. And some of those questions I, I still have to this day. So, OK, obviously, you know, we, we kind of have the whole, OK, we're sitting outside friend circle time uh but you know i have it you have it we we really shouldn't be in the same place at the same time because if it gets you then it's gonna come for me right uh but you know the whole aspect of you know he's like oh well you know it should be much easier for you to you know pass it on because you know you're a girl and anyone would sleep with you part of the story but like to me it's just like well how does this actually work like does there need to be penetration because with the creature you know, she's basically 
the mom is dry humping her son to death. Her underwear. <laughs> yeah, you know, such so as like yeah, I don't, I, 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 I don't understand the connection from that aspect. Uh, personally, yeah, no, <laughs> they really make a point of showing you that too. Mm-hmm. So it's like clearly they meant. To, I know that's the thing is it's not exactly sex. It's not exactly STDs. It's not exactly I don't know what is it it's like I it's mean, at least yeah, their face <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think that she slept with the guys on the boat yes she does and that leads me I want to say too that like the dream like aspect where they would have a scene going and then the scene would end and they would cut to something else. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of times where they would, that's one of them where when they would cut to a new thing, it was such a, like, not the editing is really good. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that it was a jarring cut, but it's cut in a way that it makes you almost forget what just happened yeah. like a minute earlier. Cause you're now into this whole new thing there's like a whole new conversation happening and a new deal. And then it's like, wait a minute. She was going up to that boat with those guys. Wait, what happened? We now we're over she here doing this other too. thing. Yeah, and she had and her hair was wet. So clearly she swam, she swam out, out to the boat. Yeah. But yeah, it's she like didn't, she didn't. And I think it's like you just want to do one and you're like, no, then no, you guys do it. No, I gotta go. <laughs> De- definitely <laughs> that kind of nightmare and, aspect where it just jumps. And they did the same thing with Paul, was his name, right? The younger friend? Like the nerdy mm-hmm. The nerdy friend. friend, yeah. And he, at the very end where he's uh, driving, basically looking for, for prostitutes, right? And he's like eyeballing one, some of them, but then they, they cut away from that. So it's just like little bits and pieces. And then the, the movie ends with them walking down the street holding hands, which is... Um, I love the ending because it's so eerie and unnatural. Like, there's no real, like tender love there it's this weird desperation that like that is keeping them together and it kind of looks like this cute picture because they're holding hands but meanwhile they're looking for other people to sleep with to sort of like save this you know but you you know paul that entire time is just like what the fuck she didn't choose me first but you know, like she's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't want Paul to die. She's like, I don't want you to die. Like, that. Well, that's the funny thing too about like the whole teenage boy. I'm thing 16. I'm never like, gonna die. He's like, I just want to have sex. Like, I don't care if I die. I don't after. care if I die. <laughs> Let's just have sex. Sorry. Natural kingdom and just like we're gonna so, spawn and then we're gonna all, die. Totally. That's all too real, like where she was like, Look, like you know you can die if this happens and he's kinda of, he's, he's like, like, uh-huh. eh, eh, like yeah, it's okay, that's cool. Yeah. Take the chance. Yeah, it's like I can die tomorrow and I'll be happy, you know? Totally. <laughs> What's that? And isn't there like a meme like there's that meme like "Don't care had sex" or something. Like mm-hmm, right. <laughs> so you show like something horrible happen, and then it's like cuts to the like "Don't care." Like, oh, this is a little off topic. But I really, uh, my favorite one of those is a meme of a uh, a praying mantis without its head off. Yeah. That oh. one, and then all the, the the text is like, "Whoa, someone got laid." So I don't know if I'm off base because. Even after multiple viewings, I'm still not sure about this. But for some reason, I thought at the end when they were holding hands, it kind of clicked with me, and I could totally be wrong about this, that throughout the movie, it's like everyone is sort of like, I have to have like sex with you because to stave off the creature, mm-hmm. the 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 monster, and then you have to have sex with this person and then this person, and it's all kind of like... I go after them, they go after them, I go after you, you go after you. And then finally at the end, those two stay together and they hold hands. And it, it sort of felt like, well, now they're safe, right? Because by staying together, like they, then it won't come after them if they're just having sex with each other. Oh. Only. <laughs> I don't know why mm. that <laughs> popped in my head, but it felt like they were sort of saying, like, now they're okay, but I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't I take it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid you're on your own with this one, John. Yeah. I think that it was, at, at the very least, well, he got to be with a girl. 
mm-hmm. that he wanted with that he wanted the whole time. Which incidentally, like the girl that you want at sixteen, I can assure you, is more than likely not going to be the girl you want even five years later because you're a little kid. But uh, but then on her end, there's somebody on her side that knows what's going on that sees the monsters, and so she has backup, and so she has an added level of of a sense of safety. Not really, she's not really safe, mm-hmm. but there's somebody that doesn't think she's crazy. There's somebody that can watch that can be that can even be a lookout while mm-hmm. she's sleeping, right? Which is honestly the most important part of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like I didn't I didn't get the sense. I mean like even. I mean, that scene about him looking at prostitutes, like, that was really late in the movie. Like, that was at the very end. So this is something that they're, I think that they're trying to do is, like, you know, periodically going off and sleeping with somebody else. They're basically teaming up against to to survive the creature. And there was one um, theory that I thought was kind of really compelling, which was that... uh, that the, <laughs> that the their whole plans were so childish yes. because they are children. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, the pool scene, right before the pool scene, do you trust me? And you know the answer to that now is, no, absolutely not. Paul, you're 16. Like, nobody fucking trusts you with anything. <laughs> and um, the, their plan was to electrocute the monster. And none of that shit worked. <laughs> they lined all sorts of appliances around. And instead, the monster used to be like, oh, just <laughs> lob, lob him at her. Like, oh, my God. Like, what were you guys thinking? That actually reminded me a lot of uh, the last movie, The Entity, where I I was, in both movies, I was like, how did you come up with this plan? Where did you you get this knowledge, supposedly, that this is how you're going to defeat this thing? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and they show, um, she shoots the the guy and shoots him through the head and, mm-hmm. and he kind of dies. And it's like, I don't believe for a second that this thing can be injured by a conventional weapon. It looks like it gets slowed down, but, but even mm-hmm. when she shot the girl outside of the beach hut, mm-hmm. she came right back up. So I don't yeah. know if he was like, the monster was like, all right, well you get like 20 hours. I'll be I was, back in a little while. I was told, you know, as like a, we're all huge horror fans here. I was thinking, you can't defeat a supernatural creature with a conventional weapon. It has to be blessed by a priest. It has to have silver bullets. It has to. There's got to be something to augment the weapon. You can't True. just use a oh, regular. But See, this theory that I was telling I, you about. Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. I was gonna say. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking if ever the entity is like one of the siblings, you just throw a lamp at it, and then that should work. Earlier using our logic. Show, we watched the movie Cola's a Happy Birthday. It is amazing. It's a blood, bloody birthday. Three little psychotic kids. What? Bloody birthday. Bloody birthday, sorry. Three little psychotic kids, and uh, they're going around killing everybody in their town, and they're three little cute kids, and at one point somebody like just picks up the lamp and throws it at one of them. It does a job. It works very effectively. So we're like, that's all it fucking took was a lamp. Yes. <laughs> all right, anyway, so uh, back to... <laughs> the pool scene, mm-hmm. uh, somebody was saying that uh, it, this plan was such a childish plan that because it was devised by kids, and I mean, mm-hmm. I infantilize them a little bit too uh, too much. I mean, they're, they're, they're not kids, but they're not adults either. You know, they're that Britney Spears song. So, <laughs> uh, but it, I like the idea that they're, they're, they're just making do. It's a band-aid solution until they can mature and find a better way to deal with this and through experience and wisdom or something. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that that entire scene reminds me so much of Renu 2, because also in that movie, they try to trap Sadako in a fucking swimming pool. <laughs> it's not going to work, man. It's yeah, it's, it's not going to work. But, you know, it's, it's so funny, because, like, every time I watch It Follows, and, you know, even before this, like, I was alluding to just the fact that it does remind me of the Scooby-Doo-type game plan is... You know, the only other movie that we've talked about that had that similar sort of uh, scene was Thanksgiving, which is a B movie with, you know, Turkey uh, basically like tearing off the one dad's face and then wearing it as a mask. And then the daughter not realizing yeah, yeah. that it's not actually the killer turkey. With this stupid turkey, like it's her dad because it's yeah, yeah. So it's just like okay, we we have this blend. It's not a very good one. Let's see what happens. And of course, uh, the the entity does not want to go in the water at all. And then you know you have all the appliances getting chucked at her, uh, and the entity is in 
uh, the shape of her her dad. And you know, I I, I like the whole aspect of you know we know that the others can't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have Jay, who's in the wa- in the middle of the water, like pointing at what direction that the entity is at. And, like, they're wanting to know more about it. And, like, Jay is withholding that sort of information because she knows who the entity actually is in this case. And I don't want to freak out her siblings at that point. So I thought, like, that aspect was was pretty cool. But it's just, you know, the idea was stupid to begin with because it was from kids. And that was the whole point. They're not going to have a concrete, like, exit strategy. And I know, like, that's one of the things that people had a problem with. Uh, when it came to poking holes at this movie, because everyone is just like, well, why don't you just fly across a country or, you know, do whatever? <laughs> but nothing in this movie would lead you to believe that they couldn't just hop on a plane as the entity, because they do have, like, no one's going to know that they're there, right? Unless you have it, you're not going to see it. I feel like the way they set this up, it was. It was in this thing was, you know, and I I don't fault the movie for this, but this thing was unstoppable pretty much. Right. You know, uh, similar to the entity where unlike a traditional Hollywood movie, there was no weakness to exploit with the creature. Typically in a Hollywood movie, you'll, encounter the creature it seems unstoppable then you find some lore about it figure out a weakness and then defeat it you know kind of like nightmare to bring up nightmare on elm street or things killing yeah (laughs) but they did not in both the entity and in this movie they did not give us that they don't throw us that bone they don't give us that like comforting hand holding of like here's what the creature is and here's how they will defeat it you know you, and so I feel like the way this movie set things up, you can never escape it. Like, it will get you eventually, you know? There is no way away from it. Yeah, and if you start thinking too much about it, things are going to get pretty dark. <laughs> In terms of, like, all right, who can I have sex with to get rid of this? That's what, <laughs> I, that's what I feel like this is definitely, like, a nightmare Yeah, scenario movie. for sure, yeah. You know, it's 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 not reality you know it which is a weird thing to say but i just mean like yeah there there's no like sequel to this movie where they defeat the creature you know or i I, it's weird that i thought they might have a happy ending earlier when i was saying that that might have been because like yeah there isn't for this movie i feel like no one gets a happy ending especially not paul I guess not gonna see. I mean, he got he, he got the girl at least. Sort of. <laughs> for, for, for the moment. Yeah, he <laughs> got the girl, and he also got it. You know, he got the girl like you know, Forrest Gump got the girl. Yeah, <laughs> like nah, really, mm. not really. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, yeah, if you, it's this is one of those scenarios where if you play things out, it would be like an apocalypse type scenario. <laughs> this thing's gonna destroy. A city and then keep going, you know, if it kept. Right, I mean, because, I mean, theoretically, like, okay, so. Well, I mean, the the monster's pretty effective, right? So. I mean, how many people are involved? Well, you never get a sense of how many people are involved in this, whatever you want to call it, like. Yeah, like how. Graph of, like, people that people have slept with. (laughs) What are those things called? They use them to track STDs? I don't know, but. Tracing maps or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, how far, you know, again, it's, we don't get that Hollywood, uh, you know, this is an ancient Egyptian. It could be like demon. five people. Like, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's a, not a mummy. It's not a mummy. <laughs> Been going off course a little bit. I got a little lost. But let's, let's run it back in. What do you think, T? Um, well, I, I think it's very interesting from a standpoint of this is the only horror movie that I could think of that uh, uses body count... And more than one meaning. Hey. <laughs> because one, there's not too many kills in the actual movie. And two, right. the entire way to just spread it is to hook up with other people. Interesting. 
Let's just say in high school, I would have been safe. Well, so, you know, it, it leads me to question, like, you know, like in the situation of the uh, overall lack of adults, you know, maybe the reason why we don't really see all that many is because uh, they're not really spreading their seed, so to speak. You know, maybe they're not actually hooking up with anyone. You know, you go through droughts, nothing's actually happening, you have marital problems, you know, you're going months on end. And then at that point, you know, you're just an easy target. Mm. Oh, I don't okay. I feel like poking holes at this movie is definitely not appropriate. This is not a movie to, we need like, to stop to to, <laughs> to, to, to to pick apart in that in those ways that like the people who like get like negative about it, where they're like, "Oh, well, what about like you know?" Because yeah, this isn't like uh, this isn't like a science fiction movie where right. it's like, "Oh, they got the you know like." people picking apart that gravity movie when that came out like oh they're trying to be scientific but it's not scientific like this is and this isn't like jaws or something right. either this is you know definitely a more artsy movie quote unquote mm -hmm. you know i i feel like this is not i i don't know if you guys have read cuz i don't know about this information but i i would almost wonder if the filmmaker himself doesn't necessarily have a clear idea of what the cr the creature is in, in a literal sense of you know in terms of like oh i think of it as you know this demon or ghost or i don't i didn't find any literature on that i don't know if you did t but one thing that i did see was somebody mentioning how i think in an interview he mentioned that it could get you in space if it really needed to <laughs> so I but there was this one video that I didn't watch, uh, one review, which was um, "This is how you survive the uh, it follows." Have you seen that series of videos on on YouTube where they do uh, horror movies and they tell you like, "Well, if you're in this horror movie, this is how you survive." And I was like, "Man, <laughs> was like, I'm not gonna watch that." Now I wish I had. Well, the, clearly, just don't have sex with anyone. Is the Could way. you have sex with like? No, you can't. I was you gonna say like a terminally it. ill, but like, no, that's not gonna work. What happens if they? <gasps> What happens if you die before it gets you? Does it go? Does it just get a free pass and it just goes on to the next person? Yeah. It must, right? Yeah, I would have to. Yeah, that's gonna help you. It just counts that as a win. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, I get to stay home today. So, that's great. <laughs> this yeah. is like the sex version of Final Destination. <laughs> that that should be the the quote on the box for the Blu-ray. <laughs> You watch the tape. Did you have sex? Mm -hmm. Seven days. Yeah, it's <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, and that that very much. I, I I would definitely say this feels like the ring. To, uh, you know, feels like it takes place in that kind of a universe for sure. Yeah. Way, if teens were in that movie. Yeah, T isn't this actress one of your favorites? Uh, what else? What other stuff has she been in? She's she's getting some really good roles. I remember that, but I cannot think of one right now. Oh, the main actress? Jay in this one? Yeah. She's, I know um, she's got like two or three other really big ones that we like. Well, and by big ones, I mean good, juicy roles in horror movies. Okay, I'm trying to... Let me pull up your IMDb real quick, because I'm drawing yeah. like, on her most recent one. Um, But that's Malika Monroe. She's good. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen the she was in too. The Guest. That was like oh, the major one. <laughs> that was the one we remember. We're not talking about like the terrible alien invasion movies that she's been in, like the fifth wave. Oh my Jesus Christ. I don't even want to think about that movie. It was terrible. Which one? The, heard the fifth wave? Yeah. I haven't seen uh, I've seen the guest though. The guest was the guest. Yeah. The guest. Per one of the best recommendations that we've had on this podcast, for sure. Uh, but, you know, with with this movie, uh, when I think of genre pieces, this is one of the few horror movies that I remember that it has that message of, you know, go sleep around, right? Like, because the only other movie that's, like, encouraging kids to have sex is Cherry Falls. Because the oh, killer is targeting virgins. <laughs> and, you know, you have, like, that whole, like, uh, like a conference with the parents. I mean, like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, say, oh, just help, go home and tell my daughter or son to, like, go have unprotected sex with someone? I, 
Seriously, though, if you want to stop teenagers from having sex, this would be a, the better movie to show them than any, like, made-for-kids, like, you know... Any <laughs> lifetime movies? Yeah, just show kids in high school, and junior high school, this movie. See, if you're one of the cool kids, someone's going to kill you. But see, that's the funny thing, is it encourages you to have sex, but it's kind of a mind... I don't, can we swear? It's kind of a mind... I've been swearing... <laughs> It's a mind fuck. Because it, having sex mm-hmm. is what gets the creature after you, and then you have to keep having sex to keep it away from you. That's right. <laughs> and you have to have neglectful parents. That's a nice little combination there. I mean, that is a definite commentary about being young and teenage, you know. It is definitely that kind of, like, yeah. here are these... It's like you could have this movie be about young teens who are having risky like that movie kids remember kids yeah. from the mm-hmm. 90s like it's this is almost like a supernatural horror version of that in a way you know yes it is there you go that kind of like hey like these kids live in this kind of living in this town where they have no supervision and they're just kind of doing whatever and True. not really living that good life and maybe i should take it back about this town and, and like the neglectful parents because like we were te- talking about before they're all supposed to be between what Mm-hmm. Seven, 16 and 17 and up mm-hmm. plus and at that point I mean yeah how much involvement do your parents have when you're probably at an age where you, you don't even talk to them that much other than to get money and food <laughs> and they're like fine let's make sure you come back alive <laughs> it is a dark movie and another thing that this movie does extremely well is tension mm-hmm. It's an extremely tense movie all the time. Very throughout. Cool. It's almost what? exhausting how but, tense the movie is. But not that exhausting. Sometimes uh, some movies are so, like, uh, they're so, like, set full of tense or tension that you just can't stand and you're like, you know what, I'll give a shit. I'm turning it off. <laughs> this is too frustrating. But this one, I thought, still carries you from scene to scene. It's still so interesting and, like, the... The, the tension didn't bring me to frustration mm. as, as much as some other movies have. Yeah, mm. the, the only time that I really got frustrated, uh, you know, with multiple viewings is primarily just when Hugh is, like, explaining things to uh, Jay yeah. when she's tied up in the parking lot. Because, you know, he has a flashlight. You know, you see the naked entity who is stalking Jay at that point. And, you know, he's, like, trying to talk to her, and, like, the entire time he's leaving his flashlight on the naked entity at this point, and it's just creeping slower, like, very slowly towards her. Uh, but it's, like, at that point, like, for one, obviously she sees the thing. You guys are in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, so, like, there's no reason for this naked woman to be here in the first place, yet he just keeps prolonging the explanation further and further, even though, like... Dude, you need to get the fuck out of there, because if the entity gets her, it's going straight for you right after. Mm-hmm, that was a real dick. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, I feel like, kind of one of those instances where they sort of sacrificed, they needed to tell story and get mm-hmm. exposition and tell us what's going on. And so, yeah, when you go back and look at that scene, it's kind of like, that scene kind of doesn't fit, like, the way... The, yeah, you're, the way that the inconsistencies with, like, how the characters are acting, because nobody does that again for the rest of the movie, you know, right. it's, it's all, it's much more natural, um, but that is a, that scene is, that scene and the pool scene are probably the most Hollywood aspects of this <laughs> movie, I think. Although it would have been kind of hilarious to see uh, Paul, the street worker, explaining to her that she needed to go sleep with somebody right away. <laughs> Ah, we didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great movie. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I feel like movies like this kind of get a free pass for trying to work out the logic when it comes to trying to work out the logic. If you're good enough, you don't need logic. Yeah. <laughs> Another movie, not similar, but in sort of a super general sense. It all This movie kind of also reminds me of Neon Demon. Yeah. That mm-hmm. where. Another movie that is very surreal, very dreamlike, and not really rooted in the real world. Like, we're in a dream world in this movie, I feel like. With, yeah. in these Can we talk a little bit about Hugh's mom, who's fucking hilarious? <laughs> is, is he here? Yes. 
Can I? Did you want to come? Did your friends want to come in? Did everybody? Does did you guys need a snack? <laughs> How does he have like the best mom? Like she's actually home. <laughs> I know. Totally. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, all the other parents were abusive, or just not yeah, present. Uh, mm-hmm. It was funny. Somebody called uh, Jay's mom an alcoholic because the only time that you see her is when uh, the kids are in the living room watching TV. And, uh, and Jay kind of walks up after she's gone swimming, I think. And the mom is in the other room on the phone and, uh, she's got a glass of wine. And so, and, and a lot of reviews people were just calling her an alcoholic. And all I can think about it is like, uh, <laughs> 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 like, it's just, just cause I'm not surrounded by friends and drinking <laughs> makes me an alcoholic, but I'm so glad I have you guys. Cause I can't be an alcoholic if I'm drinking with friends. Is that a rule? That's not a rule. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I mean, there. This is a no judgment zone right here. Thank you. <laughs> I thought so. That's nice. See, I, I can't. I can't really say anything since I just had seventy-two beers shipped and delivered to the house today. <laughs> nice. That's. I saw the list. That's really exciting. <laughs> I mean, you only saw uh, the the very bottom of the list. You didn't see like the full list, but it's just you, know, you had the unit. You had the units uh, and the cost. But that's like shit I've been ordering since like, I think my last crate shipment was in like September. So like I've been, hmm. you know, added stuff over the course of like five months basically uh, at this point. But anyways, getting back to it follows. Uh, so so all in all, you know, when it came to indie festival hype, you know, I, I remember when this came out, I was super excited for it. And this one delivered and it still holds up really well. And, uh, you know, for me... A lot of it has to do with the cinematography and also the soundtrack of this movie. You know, I'm a huge fan of mm-hmm. Synthwave, which should not be a surprise to anyone since we have a Synthwave track for the podcast. That's right. That's a standout for this movie for sure. I love the distorted keyboard parts when mm-hmm. things get crazy and it gets the music gets more and more distorted. That's yeah, no, that's, 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 that's some good shit. That's some good shit. There's definitely a lot of artistry in the movie, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. And I miss it. Reminded me too because this was kind of that. This came out during that period when the, I believe those other movies like The Baby Guest, not a Baby Driver. Um, the guest, but the also and, um, the um, other one that has where they all have stint. Oh, you're next. Is that the one? I was thinking about the one with Ryan Gosling where he's a driver. Drive. No, that's not baby. It's oh, drive. 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 But Babe Driver, mm, phenomenal fucking movie. You know, I still haven't seen that. You, 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 you okay? You watch that, okay? And then after that, you you watch no, Isaac like Gonzalez in From Dust to Dawn. The TV series. That's what you're doing. Back to back. Uh, what about the clowns? We have to bring in the clowns. <laughs> uh, you know, by the by the end of the month, you're just going to be, uh, you know, in a fetal position in your bed, rocking back and forth, saying, can't sleep. Clowns will eat me. The clowns don't bother me that much, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I think I'm going to get, I think I'm going to be full of clown. Like, I'm just going to be like, ah, it's too many clowns. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm here for it. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm going to hope I'm wrong about being fed up by clouds by the end of March. I mean, we'll see. We got five whole weeks uh, for our patron phobia selection of uh, coilerophobia, which is the fear of clowns. So all throughout March will be... Do we get mimes or just clowns? I, that is true. Not that there's a ton of mime there... movies. <laughs> I'm going to try to find one. Maybe they're friends. <laughs> <laughs> foreign clowns. Okay, I'm gonna try really hard to find some foreign clowns. I I I can already tell you my my pick is a foreign movie and it has clowns in it and it's also Which one is it? what can you say? I mean, uh, I'm planning on doing the Last Circus, which was released in 2010. That's not gonna be the first movie we talk about because I don't have the first pick. But I know out of everything that I listed, it's. <laughs> It's nice. different. It's kind of like a war piece type type movie too, but it follows like the the circus or like the freak nice. show. Uh, but it's <laughs> it's it's a good movie. I think you guys will enjoy it. Maybe we should watch yeah. Freak. Is that the name of the movie? No, Freaks. 
Freaks. The one from like the 1930s. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't think there are specifically clowns, but it is. If there's even one fucking clown, I think it counts. I'm gonna watch. We it. should definitely look look for some out of the ordinary stuff. Yes, for please. Sure. And, you know, because Killer Clowns from Outer Space has been reviewed a lot. A million times. So we can, yeah. and it, of course. So yeah. I definitely look for some more obscure As much as I love, you know, Mr. Tim, uh, it might be time to do something other than it and Killer Clowns. But those are the obvious ones because they're the best ones. So I'm not trying to put down these movies. They're awesome movies. Well, and Tim Curry, of mm-hmm. course, is the ultimate scary clown. He was... Oh, he's still around. He's the best. Is he still around? Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was... I was <laughs> he has some medical problems. Uh, All right, good. He's not done yet. Yeah, let's stop it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I the last time I got really sad about another celebrity. I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> Let's, get, let's bring it back to you. It follows. It followed. Are we done, or do we have anything else to talk about? I mean, I'm I'm pretty much done. I don't really have too much else outside of uh, what we've already talked about. You, about you, John? Yeah, no, I think we did because the music was definitely the mm-hmm. last thing to talk about for sure, which was definitely really good. But yeah, I think we did, covered it pretty well. We talked about the guests, so I'm happy. Yeah, I guess that's it, and uh, and now we can get ready for <gasps> March Clown Madness. <laughs> uh huh. Mm. Now I'm gonna look for some weird ones. Yeah, we're gonna find some some interesting artsy foreign. <laughs> ah, it's gonna be great. Maybe David Lynch made a clown movie. Let's find out. I don't know. Ballet Circus will be coming up at some point uh, next yeah. month. But John, you'll have the first selection, so you know whether it's. Tonight or okay. whatever, you know, at least some point in the very near future. Uh, so we know what we're watching ahead of time. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, just a reminder, every Thursday night on Stream Lounge, 8 p.m. Pacific time, we've been doing a watch party uh, tomorrow or podcast release day, which is when you'll be listening to this more than likely. Uh, we'll be watching the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on wow. Netflix. And I'll be honest, I have held off, right? I've seen the general consensus uh very polarizing between the horror community. Uh so I honestly do not know what to expect. There are things from the trailer that I was like, okay, this could work. Other things and I'm like, okay. I don't know why they did that, but you know, I will be optimistic and hope for the best, but I will say I will be doing a Cavity Colors uh, giveaway tomorrow on Stream Lounge, so uh, be present for that. And uh, next week, we'll also be recording our uh, patron uh, Genophobia commentary track for a very intriguing premise. Uh, for a short film, which uh, we all voted on. <laughs> which one won? <laughs> it was, uh, hold on, I'm pulling it up. Let's see. Uh, I remember tweeting to the conjecturing about it because I was like, you know, this this is one of those WTF horror movies that seems right up your alley. And I, I did the whole uh, smash or pass question, and then I sent them a, an image of uh, what the guy finds hidden on the wall. So we're doing a box room. Uh, and the synopsis of this <laughs> is Jerry is a strange and solitary boy who lives alone with his young, neglectful mother in a rundown yes. apartment. Already sounds amazing. Behind the bedroom wall, he discovers Ooh. a seductive alien creature with wow. which he has sex. After the creature becomes pregnant, Jerry is filled with panic and guilt. And what I will tell you guys is, uh, if you know you follow us on uh, on Twitter, you know I I have a still image of what this alien creature looks like. Uh, <laughs> and if you've seen Videodrome and the whole chest vagina, uh, well, it's kind of similar to that, except it's just on the wall. Because it, it legit does look like a vagina in this case. <laughs> but uh, that'll be recorded next week. 
for our Patreon. Uh, so that that's going to be interesting because, you know, I've tried to uh, find more like the award winning shorts just because like I want to see like what the standouts or supposed standouts yeah, are and seeing what they offer. So this will I'm be kind of like be the winners. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see if that is a hit or a miss in this case. So I don't know what to expect. Uh, but I, I have more questions than answers right now, and I don't think that is going to change, just like with It Follows. So, you know, maybe it's just best that things are left up in the air. Sometimes you just gotta let it go. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so with that being said, you know, let's go ahead and close things out for tonight. Uh, so if you guys are looking to contact the show, you can do so a number of different ways. Uh, we've had updates to our website. Uh, so what I'm working on right now, I tweeted about, I've been working on a podcast directory for horror, uh, which is on our website. So, you know, we have links to all of the Slash and Cast Podcast Network, uh, in one category. And then I have a, like a compilation of... A ton of other creators out there. So if you guys are looking for more content to consume, you can find it on the website. And obviously, that's a huge, like, undertaking. And obviously, I'm not going to be able to find literally everything that's out there. But I feel like we got a really good head start on that. So go check that out. Uh, we do have merchandise available on TeePublic. Uh, so we will have the store link in our show notes. So go check that out. Or uh, you can find us on there. Uh, like tpublic.com slash then candle with scare. There might be some uh, some hyphens in there too, just with the way that the URLs work. Uh, but you know, we got some designs on there. But outside of that, obviously the best thing to do, follow us on Twitter. That's where all the updates are at handle with scare. Uh, but you know, that's gonna do it for us. So we've been talking about it follows and uh, how this movie is just enticing teenagers to have sex. Much like Cherry Falls, streaming now on Shudder. Go check it out. Because it's very underrated uh, for slashers. But for now, guys, it's been catching up with everyone. Join us tomorrow on Stream Lounge. But for now, you guys take care and have a good night.